0: Hello, and welcome
1: to Opened Eyes podcast. I am so excited about today's podcast because we have one of my very favorite people in the whole wide world, Pastor Daphne Lewis, as a guest today. Welcome, Pastor Daphne. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. So for those of you who don't know, Pastor Daphne and I have known each other for about 15 years. She came into my home when I was a 28 year old (laughs) brand new mama, first time mom, first child, and um, was the nanny of my three children over the course of about 14 years. So she was in my home um, pretty much every day of the week. And I literally thank God every day for that, for that blessing. just because of how much she poured into me and my family and my children. And I can honestly say that I am where I am today because of you, Pastor Daphne, because of your influence in my life and just me watching you walk out your faith every single day. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was, like I said, very fortunate to see it for for, to see you for 14 years, go through trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and trust God the whole way. And I, I have to say, I don't know anyone else in the whole world that has the kind of faith in God mm-hmm. that you have. And so that is really what I want to share with our listeners today, just how you got that kind of faith, how you got to go, know God in that kind of intimate and personal way, how you learned over time to totally trust him
0: with everything
1: so just start by I guess telling us a little bit about yourself okay
0: um I would start with I was raised in a Christian home um been in church all of my life but I must say I have not been saved all of my life um but like I said, I was raised in a Christian home. My grandmother, um, was very, um, I, I, I like to say that she was one of the greatest friends of God. <laughs> um, she taught us how to pray. She taught us what to believe. But as you know, as time goes by, you know, you do your own thing. And so I never got out of the church, but I did my own thing and, um, in that, I strayed away, like I said, never left the church, but I did stray away um, because although that's how I was raised, I I wanted to know what else was out there. Um, and so in that, um, at 16 years old, um, I met a guy, 15 years old, I met a guy and um, I got pregnant um, and of course, you know, The church is very much against that. Um, but even with my grandmother's faith and I, you will hear me talk a lot about her because that's what I weird my life around. She told me, she said, you messed up. She said, and God love messed up people. Mm. And even though the church was against it, that stuck with me. And so I had my first son at the age of 16. Um And then I had another one in two years and another one altogether. I had six children um, out of wedlock, but I still kept even with, you know, people talking about, cause that's what people do. You know, they do what they do. um Talking about me and doing everything. My focus, even though I wasn't in Christ where I should have been I still had what she taught me Mm -hmm. of knowing God is your God, not people, you know? And um, she taught me how to keep my eyes off of people and keep my eyes on Christ. And so even with me staying out and doing the things that I did, I still had that, I'm not gonna say a relationship. I'm gonna say I had what she taught me because it wasn't until, I was, and I'm going to share this story. It wasn't until, um, I was with the guy for, I don't even remember the years, but she told me that that wasn't the guy for me, but that's who I had four children back. And it wasn't until he walked in and told me he couldn't do this anymore. And I was like, do what? Because I thought we were great. I thought, you know, um, and I will share this. He was a drug dealer. He was, you know, um, and it's just so much to my life, but I don't have time to tell it all now, but Mm -hmm. I will tell you this, that, um, he walked in and he was like, I just can't do this anymore. And so I'm leaving you and the kids. And I remember thinking, God, why would you do this to me? Um, we wasn't married or anything like that, but he was my sole provider not knowing really it was God. But, um, And he walked out. I had never, ever paid a bill. I had never did, because he did it all. You know, he did it all. And so um, when he left out, I wanted to kill myself, you know, um, because I had four children, didn't know how I was going to make it. And I remember calling my mother, my grandmother, my best friend, asking them to come and get my children. Neither one of them would come and get them. Um, And I remember... um, laying in the bed with the newborn baby. Um, my son at this time was just probably old enough, my oldest son, to microwave oodles or noodles. And that's what my children ate for three days because I didn't get out to bed to feed them. I didn't get out to bed to do anything. I just didn't want to live anymore. And I remember one day crying out to God and, um, I remember looking at my children and my son came and said, there is no more oodles of noodles. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't not let them eat. And I remember walking to the kitchen and I remember standing at the stove and I remember singing. First I told God, I said, if you will, I need you right now. And I remember singing, I need thee, oh, I need thee. And as I was singing, I Need Thee, I was getting out the pots and I was getting out the pans. And that song helped me to feed my children. Mm. And from that point, I didn't rely on the relationship that somebody else had. It was then that I started building my relationship up with God, because I knew then that God was real. Um, and so from that point, that like I said, that was four children later. Um, and so I had really started wanting to know more about God concerning me, if that makes sense. It wasn't my grandmother's God. It wasn't my mother's God. It was you as the God that stepped in when I needed you. And, and so from that point, I just started and I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I said I, at that point, I gave my life to God like that because I did not. It's just that I knew Him. I knew Him to be a God that would come in when you need Him. As so, Daphne's God, at as that Daphne's point. God at that point. Um, and so that's you know that's where I would say the relationship started with knowing I can talk to God. And so, um,
1: well. If you wouldn't mind, would you sing a little bit of that song, I, I Need Thee? For those of you who don't know, Pastor <laughs> Daphne has a beautiful voice, and I just would, would love to hear that song okay. that, that got you through.
0: I need the oh, I need thee every hour god i need thee oh bless me now my savior god i come to i come to thee and i actually sung that until i fixed my children dinner Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So. Thank you for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me get myself together uh, <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at that point, you were able to know that God wasn't just your grandmother's God, wasn't just your mother's mm-hmm. God, but he would be your God right. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, at the, I don't know if it was at that point or shortly thereafter, but you were living in the projects.
0: At that point I was living in no. So at that point I was living in subsidized apartments meaning um so there's a difference subsidized apartments is based on um you have to have a job but it like it's based on how much you how made. much you make. Okay. So I was living in Walmsley okay. at that point. Um and so when he had left I was like I, I can't do this. And so um I went and applied for the projects. Okay. And so from Walmsley, I moved to Blackwell, okay. which is the projects.
1: And I, I know you told me a story about one day someone being Yes, yeah, so there
0: is so many <laughs> stories in Blackwell. Um, yeah, I used to go to work and come home, and it was on literally on my doorstep where people was sitting on the door, sitting, I couldn't get in my door because they were sitting, it's like a little stoop and I was on the corner. So they would sit on my doorstep and they would sell drugs from my doorstep. I had to ask them like, excuse me, to get in my door. And, um, it was just, it was horrifying. You know, um, I remember one time. We getting ready to go to, um, it's just so many horrific stories. Like, um, one time we was just sitting at the table. I just set my children at the table to eat. And I was setting the food on the table and my daughter fork fell on the floor. Nisha's fork Mm -hmm. fell on the floor. She reached down to get her fork in a gunshot. um, Bullets start flying through um, my window. And when the police and stuff came, they said, if she had not, cause it like flew through the window and it hit the wall and they looked to see where she was sitting at. They said, if she had not been down to get that fork, she wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. today. Um, That's just one thing. I remember getting ready to go to Bible study and we walking out the door to go to the um, car and Gunshots just started going. There was uh, drive-by shootings at any you know given time, and I had to swipe all four of my children up, like literally, and run back you know to the house, trying to get in the door you know, and so that you know, and covering them with my body so if it, any shots came, it'll hit me and you know not them. But I remember, and like that's just that don't even touch the surface. I remember one day I was getting ready to go and I got up that morning and I was like, God, I don't even know what to do. Like I'm just living here. And I'm like, this is no way to live, you know? And I'm not taking it away from the, but I was talking about for me, you know, I was like, this is not where I want to raise my children. And, um, I remember I went to work. I came back home and I had a little blue car at that time and we had just got the kids in, settled for bed there, just with the bed. All of a sudden, we heard these. And at this point, I mean, you just got used to it. You know, you just knew the duck. You just knew to cover yourself. You just, at any given time, morning, noon, night, you know, you just knew when they start coming to get up, get down to the floor, I told my children, run down to the floor, get under the bed, you know, and so, they would be asleep and gunshots are coming in. There, just hurry up, get up and jump on the floor, cause that was how it was. But I remember this time I had just put them to the bed. I went back downstairs to wash the dishes, and we just heard these gunshots, and I, it just sounded so close. And so when they finished, I looked out the window and it was a dead body on my trunk. On my not the trunk on the the hood hood of the car. And I just screamed out and I was like, I can't do this. And I'm like, God, you got to help us get out of here. And the tape was all around my car, so I couldn't go to work the next day because they had, you know, stuff was Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I remember telling God, I was like, I need you to come and see about me and my kids. I, I need you, right? And I stayed home that day and to this day, I don't even remember what I know I want nobody, but God, after they took the tape and stuff off, I got in the car and I said, God, I need you to lead me where to go. And I wasn't, you know, the money that I was making, you know, it, it wasn't much because I had at this point, I had six children. Um, and so it wasn't much, but I was like, God, I, listen, I need you. I, I really couldn't say nothing else, but I need you. And I asked him to direct me where to go. And I drove around and I drove around and I remember going to driving and he got, y'all. I'm not, this is not me. Just talking. He directed me to stop this street. I had never been on this street before. Um, and I drove down the street, and it was—I'm trying to think. I don't even think it was a sign for rent. I think it was like a little thing in the door with just a number on it. Like it wasn't a for sale, wasn't a for rent sign. If you—it was just something in the door, okay. not the door, the window. And so I had to walk in the yard to get the number off of off the sign. And I remember calling. I would never ever forget this man. Um, if can I say his name? Sure. Do you I, I um and I remember calling and this um man answered the phone, and I just went to telling him my story. I was like, listen, I need somewhere to go. I went to telling him what happened. And he said to me, he said, let me talk to my wife. And he said we're doing some stuff in the house i said i don't care how the house look i don't care what it I, you know because at that point i just needed an out and i remember um he was just the sweetest man i mean he just talking to him on the phone made me feel like i knew him and he said it's a two-bedroom house and he said but me and my wife raised our oh, four, i think he said, i don't remember but it was more than you know he said we raised our children there And he said, "But let me talk to my wife and see where she is. It was not, we hung up the phone. I think he called me back in 15 minutes. He was like, when do you want to move? He said, my wife said, get you in there. And I was like, now. And he was like, you want to move? I said, sir, I can't stay here another night. And he said, meet me over there. His name was Dr. Perkinson. And he met me over there and I was, he didn't give me a price on the phone. And when he got there, he said, I'm not charging you. He said, you and your family come in here and you live. He said, when you're able to give me something, he said, God will let me know and you'll do it. He said, I trust that you would do it. And for, I believe it was two years, we lived there and I was trying to pay him out. and He was like, I can't take it. I can't take, you know, your money. And for two years, me, you know, and my six children, we lived in that home. And it, I mean, it was just God showing up for us to, to let me know when you trust me, I got you, you know? And so we packed our stuff in that blue car. And that day we moved from Blackwell to Stockton street. And we lived there for two years and, um, that's Perkinson, I'll never forget him. He was the one that helped me get out of the projects. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And
1: just to be able to get in your car and say, God, lead show, me. lead me. Like you didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. You just drove trusting that God
0: would didn't make a way. Go. I didn't have any money. I didn't have no plans. No, nothing. It was only God. I got you. I got you. And where, where do I supposed to go?
1: And I just feel like sometimes when we still have something that we feel like we can rely on ourselves, we keep trying to rely on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But all of that was taken away from you. Everything. Mm-hmm. And you had nobody but God.
0: That's it.
1: And I just I feel like I can hear him just saying, Finally, I can show mm-hmm. her who I am. Yeah. You know, because she trusts me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh my Lord. Mm-hmm. Um so you you had the six children now out of wedlock, You but you're still going to church. You know who God is. You know he's your God. Mm-hmm. But have you really fully surrendered at all to him at this mm-hmm. point?
0: I was still, I was, you nope, know, I was still, I knew, you know, you're not, at this point, it was like a friendship. You know, it was like, he my friend. I could talk to him, but I ain't ready to surrender, you know, because surrendering meant that, I had to give myself totally up to god i was still i still had a, a man friend i still wanted to have sex i still wanted to do my thing in the midst of god be there for me you know and so i didn't want to totally commit because totally committing mean god i gotta give up some stuff and it was some stuff that i liked that i didn't want to give up and you just weren't that ready I to, weren't get ready right to up. give up and so Um, Like I said, I I had two other children there. And so I had met somebody and (laughs) crazy thing is I told God, I said, God, this is, you know, I wanted me somebody to know you. And I wanted me some, and I'm still telling God things I want, not God, what do you want from me? So I'm still in the thing of God, give me what I want, give me what I want. And he was doing it. He was giving me what I, it was almost like I'm wearing you right on in. You know, I'm wearing you, right? I'm going to give you what you want, you know, but I'm wearing you. But even in me asking God to give me what I want, it was still a thing. I remember now I said I was raised up in a Christian home. I was taught, you better let it be God's will. And so even with me saying, God, give me what I want. I also used to say, God, let it be your will concerning me. Mm -hmm. Let it be your will, you know, because I already did stuff my way. Right. You know, and so I, I learned that in friendship with him, God, you're my friend. So let it be, I want it, but let it be your will for me, you know? And so, um, like I said, I, it was almost like a good friendship, you know, me and you in this together, but I ain't giving you nothing back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you give, you know, we had, we got that friendship where I know I can come to you when I need you, but don't ask me for nothing that's that's how it was because if you ask me for something I don't want to have to tell you no you know what I'm saying yeah and so let my friendship be there I'm still going to church I'm still doing this for you I'm still but I had not surrendered
1: but don't ask me to give don't ask that
0: I like you know mm-hmm. and so um I was still seeing this man um I was still going to the club. I would go to church, you know, but Friday nights, I was at the club. (laughs) Saturday, I was at the club. Sunday morning, I was saying, Lord, forgive me, and I'm going to church, you know, and that had became my life, you know. um, I was even in clubs praying, God, don't, because I knew better. you know, so I'm in clubs praying, God, don't come back now. Don't come, I'm asking God, don't come back now because I know I'm doing something wrong, Right. you know, even, and I'm going to just be real transparent, even after I'm committing fornication, don't come back while I'm doing this because it was in me, you know, but I didn't want to give it up, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm telling the God of gods, don't come back now I know I'm wrong I know I'm doing wrong but I want to do this I don't want to give this up right you know and so I did that for years
1: okay so you're living your life you're doing your thing you're not mm-hmm. wanting to give it up but I know where you are now so there was a night that you oh, yeah. fully surrendered and gave it all to him so can you tell us about that night yes
0: um so like I said I was doing my own thing i I never um stopped stopped going to church um you know, people, um, you, we feel that responsibility that, you know, that's something we have to do. And so, um, I never stopped going to church, you know, so that was my life, but even in going, I got convicted. I went back home, did my thing, you know, went back to church, got convicted, but went back home and did my thing. But it was one Tuesday we was in Bible study and message had came so many times but this particular time I felt like God was talking directly to me and although the man of God was up there speaking I heard it in a different voice and what it was was what's going to hinder you from making it in and tears start rolling down my eyes I'm feeling chills now um tears start rolling down my eyes Because that's when I said, God, I love you so much. I don't want anything to be between me and you. And I have been with um, my husband that I'm with now. Um, I have been with him at this point about nine and a half years. Just 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 dating. Just dating. (laughs) Just dating. We were not married, you know. Um, Now he was saying he wasn't ready to get married. That's a whole nother. I gotta wrap all this up. And so um, so he even knew the um what would you call it? The routine. Mm-hmm. He knew she gonna go to church, she gonna get convicted, she gonna come home, we're gonna break up, but we're gonna be back together the next day. Mm-hmm. It had become a routine. Um, and he was okay with the routine because he knew
1: she doesn't really mean she it. She not really mean <laughs> it.
0: She just going to church and you know, she didn't right. listen in. You know, so he had become, I mean, it was, it was so crazy because when I used to come off from church, he'd look at me and be like, see you later. You know what I'm saying? Because he knew I had to get conviction out of my system so that he could come back. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? And, but this particular day, God spoke to me. And like I said, the man of God spoke the words, but it was God that spoke to me. And I told him, I said, you're going to have to help me with this. And I said, God, I want to surrender, but I cannot do this by myself. I said, I love this man. I love him. I said, but I don't love him more than I love you. And he knows me. He created me. I said, God, you know who I am. I said, You created this body. I said, You know what I long for. And I'm going to just be real with you. I told him, I said, I'm not addicted to marijuana. I'm not addicted to alcohol. I'm not addicted to these things. I said, but I am addicted to sex. And I said, so God, I need you to help me. This, I'm saying all of this in church. At this time, I don't I don't even remember who was in Bible study. I didn't hear no more of the message. At this time, I'm totally having a conversation with God. Just sitting back like there crying and saying, crying and talking to him. I remember not even saying bye to anybody because I Didn't want to lose the connection Mm -hmm. that me and God was having, the conversation. And I cried all the way home. On my street where I was living, there was a hill before you got to my house. And I stopped the van on the hill and I just cried out to God. And I said, God, I need you to go before me. I said, I need you to guard my heart. I mean, I was just really pouring out. I wasn't trying to add anything. I wasn't trying to tell him that I got this on my own. I literally stripped before him. And I was like, I can't do it. I said, but with you with me, I know it's possible. And I cried in the car for about an hour or so. And I remember walking in the house and this particular time it was different, you know? Um, and I walked in the house and I told Chad, I said, we need to talk. And I was like, I need to. He said, sit down. And I said, no, we need to talk because I couldn't, I didn't want to hear because I didn't know what God was doing, but I knew what I was feeling. And so I knew what it was other times. And so even though I felt different when I walked in the house, I didn't know what was going on. And so I was like, I like, I need to talk to you. He was like, no, you need to sit down. And I was like, no, I need to talk to you. He was like, no, you need to sit down. And he said to me, because God been dealing with me. When he said that my eyes got real wide, and so I took a seat, right? You know, <laughs> and so when he said that, he said, God been dealing with me while you've been in church, he said, and it's time for us to get married. Y'all, I literally lost it. And I said to God, at this point, I about even about Chad. I said to God, I said, you mean to tell me? This, all I had to do was surrender.
1: Lay it all down. Was lay it all
0: down. And you, and I mean, like, it, there was, I don't, if it was more conversation with me and Chad, I couldn't tell you about it. I'm literally now like, oh my God, you. I surrendered it all. And by the time I got from church to my house, you had already worked this thing out. Why? Because you know all things. hmm you know all things, but it took me to surrender. It took me to say, I'm dying to myself so that you can have full reign. Mm-hmm. And from that point, you know, we, it was quickly, we didn't do no long engagement. we already been together nine and a half years. Right. We didn't do no long engagements, you know, um, we got married and from, it was that day that I got totally sold out to Christ. Cause you had been wanting Chad
1: to propose, like you wanted yes, to marry him, yes. wanted to marry him, wanted oh, to marry yeah. him, and it just wasn't. It happening. just wasn't
0: happening. And I mean, I mean, like I said, nine and a half years. I'm like, what is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? What am I? You know, oh my God, what? You, I'm good enough to go with. I'm good enough to do this. But why am I not good enough to marry? Why am I good? But and, and I remember, you know, going to my grandmother, and she said, "You ain't ready. You ain't ready." And so she knew. She even knew that no, you're looking for this man to marry you, but you need to have God in your life before you can even go down the next road, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was just, it, it just amazed me that after I totally stripped before God, saying, I don't want anything to hinder us, I don't, you know, go before me. And let you know, and I'm not going to tell you that I didn't have no work to do. It was work that I had to. It was a, a decision that I had to make. That this day, even if he would have said, "I'm not mind you," I had made the decision to follow Christ. You were prepared to walk in that house. I was prepared to walk in that done. house and say, "We're done." Wow! We're and that done. just
1: reminds me of the story of Abraham and Isaac in in the Bible. You know. He was prepared to kill, to lay his son Mm -hmm. on that altar and offer him as a sacrifice. And when God knew, okay, he's really going to do it, he made a way
0: out. And I want to say this too, because a lot of people say, God knows your heart. He does. He do know your heart. He knows when you're sincere and he knows when you're not. All of those other times that I got convicted, my heart wasn't where it should have been. This particular time, God knew she she means she it this means time. this thing. She means it this time, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna step in, you know. And so where I was at a place to, you know, calling everything off. This is it, cause God, I'm walking with you all the way. God stepped in, which was His will anyway, but He needed me to surrender my all to Him. So yeah, mm-hmm. wow.
1: And it has not been easy since then. It has not. <laughs> it has But not. God has remained faithful.
0: Up. Oh, he's so faithful. He is mm-hmm. so faithful. And I wouldn't trade him for anything. I tell anybody, when you have a relationship um, with him, with dying to self, and when I mean dying to self, I'm saying that God is no more me, but it's what you have concerning me. What is my, what is your will concerning me? Not Daphne's will, but what is your will concerning me? It makes things easier because even when I'm going through, I know that God is right there with me, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I get this a lot and I'm gonna share this, you know, how do you smile through the difficult times? Um, You smile knowing that God got it. You know, when when you're walking with God, I don't care how difficult it is, you know who's in control. And so you lean on that part of knowing if you got me here, you're gonna take me through it. You're gonna let me, you know, you're gonna give me a peace. And, and and the Bible is true, and everything that's in there is true. You know, he will give you a peace in the midst of the storm. Yes, he will. You know, and so those are the things in um, and I won't say it's been easy. I I'm not gonna lie, I think. When I got married, it was harder, <laughs> you know. After I surrendered to Christ, my life got harder, you know. Mm-hmm. But and and I, I would go back to that's when my grandmother said you wasn't ready because she knew it was going to be some hard things that I was going to have to ha- have God to take me through, and so it was those things that when I had to go home and cry. I knew that God would wipe my tears. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could rely on him. And so.
1: Well, and that's, that, you know, that's the definition of faith, right? From Hebrews 11, it's being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's what faith is, right? It's, it. it's knowing who we serve, we who serve. he is, and mm-hmm. what he has said it's going to be. And oh. even though we don't see it, we're sure. we're sure and you're the surest mm-hmm. of the sure let me tell you there's been so many times i've learned so much just from watching you just walk your journey of faith you know about what it really means mm-hmm. when there is no way i'm no talking way. red sea moments people no way time. many <laughs> many red sea moments yeah, for you yeah, where it yeah. just looks like there's absolutely no way and then Mm -hmm. The God of creation just steps in. Um, And so you were talking about, you know, that it's it's tough, but you trust God. You trust him to lead you, to guide you, to tell you what to do. And um, so there was actually something that happened in my own home Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'd like to talk about where Mm -hmm. um, I felt led to have some ladies over just to kind of talk about the Lord. And Mm -hmm. um, I had invited you to come speak. Okay. Um, and while you, when you were standing, getting ready to speak, mm-hmm. your phone, just starts blowing up, blowing up a little ring, 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 mm-hmm. ring, ring. Um, and so why don't you tell us what happened that day?
0: Um, so you're, you're asking for me to come. I came and I, I want y'all to know this. God always prepares me. He don't have to tell me what's going to go on in the day but he gives me a sense of something is going to happen, but I need you to know I got it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I knew that that morning, okay. I just didn't know what it, what it was going like. to look like. And so to be on- honest, I thought it was going to be me walking in here, something with one of the ladies. And so I'm like, okay, God, um, you go for me. We, we in this together. And so, um, I get here and um, my phone stopped. I don't even think I heard the phone the first time, and um, I believe it was you
1: that yeah, told like, me your phone keeps ringing. Just, yeah,
0: keep ringing. And um, I think I told you to answer it. Well, I think you whatever. told me to put it on silent, it on and silent. you're like, I, I, Then I, they called my I, phone. Right. So <laughs> um, then they called. You, you were here, wasn't you? Since? I was here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then you told me what was going on, and I closed my eyes and I heard God I said "Remember," you know. And he told me, he said, "You're on an assignment. I got her." And so, what happened was, my daughter and my granddaughter was in a terrible accident, and and that's what they told me on the phone. Right, they said, "Please tell
1: her they they're taking them to the hospital. Mm-hmm.
0: They've been
1: in, so." I I said, "Daphne, mm-hmm. it's your you know one of your other daughters. They've yeah. been in a terrible car accident. They're being taken mm-hmm. to you know the hospital."
0: And. Anybody know me? I'm I'm something about my children, you know. And so, um, when when you told me that, I had to talk to him quickly. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, Remember, he didn't take me back the way he told me that morning. He just said, Remember, he said, and you're on an assignment. I got them, and so I knew I could not avoid the assignment. That I was on, because if I had left, it could have went another way. In trusting God, you got to know that, and that's what I'm saying about dying to self. Because the mother in me mm-hmm. I wanted to go see about my child and my grandchild, but because God is my all, I knew. If I fulfilled what he had for me to fulfill, he going to do things on my behalf. Mm-hmm. And so although, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all, my, they was, they was very upset that I didn't leave and come, but when you give God your life, it looks different. It don't look the same to others, you know? And so I had to stay and I had to do what he had called me to do here that day, you know? And then, you know, whatever happens afterwards, you know, God, that's why I'm saying we gotta start our day off with God. It's about me and you. What are we doing today? Because in the midst of him being on the forefront, he already knows what's gonna take place. Mm-hmm. And you he's know? gonna step in mm-hmm. and like you said, in. take
1: care of the things he will step in on yeah. your behalf um, where yes. you can't be. And and you know, I just want everybody to know she did not rush out of here that day. She took her time. She spoke with everyone. She, yeah. you know, ministered in no way. Did I feel like she was trying to hurry up and do whatever. And, and then he wouldn't leave. even allow me
0: to call. I couldn't even call to check on them while I was here. You know, like there could be no, you couldn't even like check in you know, to say, are I you okay? Or I'll be say, there oh, okay. later. Or, and you Mm-mm.
1: know, I'll be honest. I don't, I remember a little bit of what you talked about that day, but I think the most tremendous testimony that day was to every mother in that room to see you say, God's got them. I'm supposed to be
2: here. So I've been listening this whole time. I haven't said much at all until now. Just feel, feel led to say something because I was there that day. And I was in the room and I feel very strongly that I was your assignment that day because that was the day that changed my life Mm. and brought me to know God in a more personal way. And it wasn't just your testimony of staying and remaining faithful to God when your daughter and grandchild were in an accident, but it was the life that you spoke into me that day. I will never, ever forget. And it was a changing point in my life and drawing me closer to the Lord. So... In your faithfulness, you spoke so much life into me and into my family and in the places that I've come in those, mm-hmm. in those two years now, um, so that day I know was a day that I was your assignment. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure all the other women yeah. in the room were also part of that assignment as well, but I know. That, that that was a life-changing day, life day for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. of the life that you spoke into me on that
0: day. Mm-hmm. And see, we got to know that, yes, they were in an accident, but God knew what you needed. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, and, and people were probably back to differ, but it was a distraction it was to get me distracted from the assignment, so that I could go and see about them when God already had them. But then you wouldn't have been able to get what you needed, and God knew what you needed, Susan. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, um, so, Which was
2: huge. What, yeah. My need was very, yeah. very big yeah. at that day. Maybe I wasn't in, in a like a physical accident, but I, my but spiritual, yeah. my spiritual path mm-hmm. needed. Yeah. needed to be spoken into
0: mm-hmm.
2: so. and
1: you know that's what we have to remember I mean I mean I, I really feel like Susan that you may not be at all where you are today if it wasn't for that one day I know, to I be honest and you're a soul that God wants yeah. in heaven one day and so we get so distracted with these things on earth mm-hmm. in reality we need to be having an eternal, perspective oh, yeah. and when god has you on an assignment that's what it's all about that's What it's about, that's and he will take about. care of your needs when mm-hmm. you're doing when you're being faithful to him oh yeah he's not gonna let you fall he's not gonna mm-hmm. let things fall apart in your home
0: or in your life mm-hmm. he's gonna be even more faithful he he to is. you he is wow and i, I want to share this a little bit um because like i said i'm i'm you know Walking with God, my children know, my husband know. And so, even with that, they were terrified. Like, they was my mom. I cannot. And I even had to sit down with them and tell them, Listen, I could not have changed anything. And so, you had the best person with you, you know. And it even opened their eyes to, I need to rely on God. I, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, God worked it out all the right. way, you yeah. know, around, you know, where I was here with y'all, but then she had to know when mom can't be there, God is always there, you yeah. know, and so, and, and I will share with you this, I don't know if I ever share, but they they know now to a different extent. If God say for Mom not to come, she ain't coming, you know what I'm saying? Regardless mm-hmm. of how we feel, they know, yeah. you know, she's going to do what God says do. And so it worked, you know, God was just working things out all the way around. Mm -hmm. I
1: just, I think that day stuck with me because, you know, people can say they trust God. People can say they rely on God, but I saw with my own eyes in that moment as a mom, the emotion, the, the, you know, everything wants you to leave. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, i I trust God. He's there. I need mm-hmm. to be here. And I just think that that was so profound to me to see it, that faith in action. Mm-hmm. Um, and the peace too, that you have. Yeah. You weren't rushing. You weren't, you weren't trying worrying. to hurry it up. You weren't trying to get the job yeah. done quickly. You had just total peace I'm supposed to be here right now, and God's got it. You mm-hmm. know, you weren't rushing out the door. I mean, I think we yeah. were here for almost two hours after the I call. After I the call that. came in, I mean, it was I was kind of looking at my watch, it like,
0: why is she not left yet? Because <laughs> I think it came in like right at the beginning. It came like, right,
1: yeah. And you're right; it was a distraction, right? The yeah. enemy knew, mm-hmm. and and he, you know, he didn't know what, but he knew something big was going to take place. Yeah,
0: and I think it was somebody that had said their son was just in an accident. I think maybe you're right. And they were saying, Oh my God, my son was just in there. I if I remember correctly. But yeah, you know I mean, you know, and but I think that's too in the place where like it don't come overnight. You know what I'm saying? But it's the thing of God, I want you to be my own. I want you to um, you know, um walk with me daily. I want I tell people all the time, because you know, I get a lot of questions. You know how did it, it 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 comes with building mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think
1: I, I shared before we started um, recording. I was just reading um, some quotes by Charles Spurgeon this morning. Okay. Um, and in this one, he said, "Untested faith may be a true faith, but it's sure to be a small faith, and it's likely to remain stunted." as long as it is without trials. Mm -hmm. So, you know, faith is like a muscle. It only gets bigger as it gets exercised. (laughs) Um, And I've certainly seen lots of exercising in in your life. But I mean, now I'm just at the point where you're, if you're like, God told me something, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I would take it to the bank all day long because I've just seen him show up for you in circumstances where I just cannot believe over and over and over and i remember praying one time because when you first came into my life at 28 years old you know (laughs) I i was not at all where i needed to be i had been raised in the church but um you know i needed help and i remember after many years of watching you praying and saying god i want what daphne has and i know you always say be careful when you wish for that i want to hear you like she hears you. I want Mm -hmm. to trust you like she trusts you. And I just remember him saying that you need to spend time time. with me like she does. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was a it was was a heavy impression on my heart. I just felt this still small voice speak that, you know, to me, like, you can't just get it. It's Mm -hmm. not just something that you order off of Amazon and go unwrap it like you have to put the time in to get to know him, to mm-hmm. build that relationship. And just like any relationship, you know, that is has trust, yeah. it takes time. It's it watching him time. show up for you over time. and over till you come to the point where you're like, he, he shows up for me yeah. every time. I have no reason <laughs> mm-hmm. to doubt. Yeah. Um, and, and I love, because you say this a lot too, that God is no respecter of persons. And so for a long time, I thought, well, there's something special about her. Like he would never do that
0: for me. No,
1: no. But he will. He'll do that for, for any, any of back. his
0: children. Yes, he will.
1: You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. have a favorite. We're all mm-hmm. his favorite. He <laughs> he
0: has all the
1: I love is that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just I love that. That what he does for you, he will do for he me.
0: Will do for you, he would do it for somebody else. And I'm glad you said it, because I used to feel that way about my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, he'll do anything for her. But he proved himself to me. Mm-hmm. You spend time with me, I'll do that for you too. You know, you mm-hmm. give me your, I'll do that for you too. He have no respect for person. He's Amanda's God. He's Susan's God. Mm-hmm. He's whoever God that we will allow him to be our God. He He's just that type of God. He
1: is. And mm-hmm. I would just encourage anybody listening that, you know, if you have something before him, trust him, invite mm. him into it. You know, my yes. favorite scripture is, you know, acknowledge me in all your oh. ways and I oh. will make straight your path. Invite him into mm. the details. Mm. Say to him, God, I can't do this. And I don't it.
0: Don't try to. Yeah. He sees it anyway. Right. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, we try to hide things from somebody who's all seeing, who's all knowing, you know, um, and you can really strip before him. I mean, give him everything everything and I guarantee you your life will change it will change amen
1: well thank you so much for being here today we want to have you on again in the future yes yes Um, yes you know I just have to say like there is no one as authentic as you (laughs) you just always keep it real you always share just without trying to hold anything back and um, I would like to take this opportunity to invite anybody that is looking for a church or wants oh, to try absolutely. church to what's to come ministry, hey. 4800 North <laughs> Bailey Bridge Road. Pastor Chad and Daphne Lewis, um, yes. they are just the realest of the real. America. They they don't try to act like they're better than anybody America. else. They will tell you their, their past mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Um, and you know, they just aren't putting on a show. Cool. It's, it's the real deal there. And there's so much wisdom from both of them mm-hmm. um, that if you're looking for that, please, please, please oh, do yourself oh. a favor and come. Yes. Uh, thank you again, Pastor thank Beth. Thank for me. Having me. Happy.
0: This is great.